You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. Uh, so now we're going to play a podcast that we just recorded in Irvine, uh, California, which is in Orange County, which is just south of Los Angeles. And uh, we drove down there, and we had a merry old time. Yeah, and, solid. Um, I believe you described the podcast as insane. <laughs> yep, I would think that's safe. All right, so give it a listen. Uh, <laughs> You're listening to The Dollop! This is a this is a bisexual American history podcast, where each week I wear of pants, man with a face, and two feet. Dave Anthony reads a story from American history to his friend Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Pretty proud of being a human, aren't you? What? You think it's impressive that you have feet and a face? Some people don't. Don't. I mean, put you me bring it up, position. but then you walk outside and there's a guy without a face, and you're like, "All right, I get it." I could not relate to one of those hosts. <laughs> what the hell was he talking about? February sixteenth, nineteen fifty-three. Year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Is it? <clears throat> they all are. Christopher John Boyce was born in Santa Monica, California. That's great. One person clapped twice. So that shows that we're, this is going to really hit you guys hard. A little local flavor for you who clapped twice. Probably there, has been there once, I was what I'm guessing. There is literally no one in Santa Monica who goes, I'm going to move to Irvine. That's what that means. No one, no one in Santa Monica is like, I'm going down, I'm moving down to Irvine. One person. Uh, he was raised uh, with his eight siblings in Palos Verdes, an affluent coastal town near Los Angeles. When he was young, Chris developed a black-and-white moral code that combined his mother's devout Catholicism with his father's strict conservatism. So, for you who just walked in, uh, little <laughs> things will pop up early where I'll be like, mm, that's important, and what Dave just said is crucially important. Uh, this person will be psychotic. There is uh, no doubt... Classmates joked that he would be the first American Pope. <laughs> what a fun razz. <laughs> Boy, people say Catholic school sucks. That sounds pretty fun. They do have a good time. It could be the next Pope. Stop it. Come on, man. Uh, Popey in the middle. I'm not the Pope. Dude, you're so fucking Catholic, though. No, I'm not. It will not be the Pope. Stop it. <laughs> Give me back my box. A teacher at his school would say, quote, I've never known a boy with such idealism. <sighs> it's good. It's good to have a super, super... Uh, That's a, a nun. Super a conservative nun. eight-year-old is awesome. Yeah. A nun being like, wow, holy shit. Have you seen this kid? It's nuts. Yeah, I wear this all the time. He's crazy. When he was 14, he became friends with a 21-year-old man who had... Let's stop there. What? That... We've all seen it a couple of times, and you're like, that's not okay. I don't, like, I'm not even saying it's anything weird, but it's just like a 21-year-old like, we get along real good. It's like, you should not be with him. That's not okay. This is my bro, little Jimmy. Hey, I don't get what's happening in our dynamic. <laughs> Eat my cigarettes. Oh, what, a man can't hang out with a 14-year-old? Yeah. 
Oh, oh no. Oh, that's interesting to hear. I didn't know that was going to be your answer. Oh. 21-year-old man who had waist-length hair drove a VW van. I'm starting to retract my flag I threw on the play. I like, I didn't know he had all that going for him. And a falcon named Mohammed. What? I'm a lucky boy. Hey, man, what are you thinking about uh, naming your falcon? Probably Mohammed. I think you're going to get killed. This kid might be the next pope. This guy's Mohammed. I'm surrounding myself with the right people right now. It's a circle. It's what I like to call a cell, if I'm being honest. I won't do it into this. I won't do it. Chris, Chris loved birds, so great match. Sure. Uh, he was super into falconry also. Hey, let me ask you this. Where are the parents? What's going on uh, on that front? They around? Don't they died? Don't worry there? about that. What? If my, if my kid, he's 10 now, but if in like four years he comes up to me and he's like, hey, man, I've met a guy in a van who has a falcon. I'd be like, fucking get in the van, dude. Yeah. 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 You, you listen to me. Do not talk to strangers, but you go with that man. You go with him. Do you understand me? He's awesome. Um, the two friends smoked a lot of weed together. Wow, what? <laughs> this is not what you would want. Soon Chris decided the Vatican was, quote, just another selfish political power center wrapped in jewels, hypocrisy, and ritual. Well, someone has been smoking weed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just another fucking propaganda's bullshit, man. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, oh shit, is he right? What the fuck? Oh, he tried to rip fuck. the joint! <laughs> Trying to smoke it. Why do you let him fly in the van? Hey, he was here before you, asshole. <laughs> Give him some of my hair to chew on. He loves that game. I've got tons of it. Uh, due to U.S. atrocities in Vietnam, Chris had, quote, rejected nationalism as a fundamental evil of mankind. I am trying to get a read on where this kid is headed. It's just... It's not good. No, I know that. It's great. Is it? I'm talking about a hero. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so a couple years after he met his friend, his uh, soulmate, his soulmate, does the van man have a name? Van, does the van? No, he did, but I took it out because there's so many names. Okay, good. I That's don't want to confuse you. <laughs> That's good. Good note. Uh, so around that time when he got disillusioned by Vietnam, his 21 year old friend burned to death when he hash hash oil. He was making caught fire. That, you could see that coming a mile away like that. This guy was 100% going to die in a hash fire. The fucking minute we met him. Just the bird flying around. Is it safe to say he died doing what he loved? Yeah. It really is. It really Inhale is. me! Smoke me before I'm gone! <sighs> Holy fuck, I'm so high and on fire! <laughs> His last words were, I'm so baked. <laughs> My skin looks so weird. <laughs> Chris made a new best friend, Dalton Lee. Dalton was 5'2", with severe acne, that lasted all the way into adulthood. Okay. He was smart, but didn't like school. Okay. Was he appropriately aged? 
Yeah, he's okay. a year. He, there's a year difference between them. Okay. Uh, he he didn't get along with his adoptive father, who was a doctor and a former war hero. And Dalton was obsessed with animals. You just went Someone, through what I'm going through right now. I was like, hairy. no! Uh, he, uh, he owned armadillos, uh, piranhas, and predatory birds, including falcons. So you can see how they met. They met at like a falcon get-together where teenage boys go to talk about their falcons. Yeah. And their previous owners and, and how they died. <laughs> for sure. Dalton also liked to use and sell cocaine. Okay. A lot of moving pieces in this so far. A lot of moving pieces. Uh, He would give girls cocaine for free until they were hooked and then uh, uh, demand sex with them if they wanted more. Cool guy. (laughs) What a cool move. I create an addiction and then I fill the void. (laughs) It's pretty awesome. It's a pretty good move. It's uh, my move. Uh, When Dalton graduated from high school, he was making hundreds of dollars a week and became a full-time drug dealer. Now, at that point, Chris had just started his senior year. Every month, the two went to the desert to smoke weed and fly falcons. That part sounds all right to me. That part, if we can just kind of isolate that part. I don't know why we're not doing that. That is something we should be doing. Absolutely. Without question. question. 100%. Without question. And then we'll get in my van, you know. We're 15 Home Depots away from our dream. Right you, you grow your hair long, stop wearing shirts. You're preaching to the choir. I'm with it. Let's go. <laughs> Name it. Chris, uh, once a top student, graduated in the bo- bottom third of his class. He went to junior college. Did it have anything to do with all the weed, falconry, it and cocaine? It might have had a little, bit, a little bit to do with that. Interesting. Uh, he went to junior college. Then he went to uh, Jesuit Loyola University. But then in 1973, he said he was agnostic and dropped out. Okay. That fall, he enrolled in Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, because it was right next to a falcon sanctuary. Just, why does he need to go with the falcons? That feels like the passion. It really feels like he's into falcons. He's like, I'll go to school here. What made you want to come here? You falcons. <laughs> That's Mohammed. I can talk to him. That's mine, Mohammed. My best friend died in a hash oil fire and left him to me. Now my new best friend's a cokehead. Where's the dorms? Chris started thinking about a career traveling the world as an avian expert. But he dropped out of Cal Poly after one year. Now his dad had worked at the FBI before becoming a security expert for airplane manufacturer McDonnell Douglas. What? Okay. And he got Chris a job at TRW, a defense contractor in Redondo Beach. Here it is. There it Here is. Here we go. Now we're, now we're now starting. Now we're in Orange County. Now we're... Uh, here we go. Now we're getting there. His job at TRW was to, quote, push papers and sweep floors. Okay. But soon he passed a, quote... Well, he pa- Oh. <laughs> he left a long That's pause. That's it. He's dead. No, he's dead. That's a long pause. Yeah. Soon he passed. Soon he passed. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Soon he passed a, quote, joke of a background security investigation, and the Department of Defense granted him secret security clearance. <laughs> well, you can see why. There's no red flags. No, no, no. There's many. No, no. This guy is just a, a, 
the perfect American. There's nothing about this guy that doesn't say this is going to go great. What's his clearance status? Super secret? Well, it just he just got s- security clearance, okay. but that's, you know. That's your term. No, that's the actual... Their got, term is got, super secret? No, I didn't say super secret. I just said secret security clearance. Oh, so you could go I into heard secret super stuff. secret. Wouldn't it be great if it was called super secret? Sorry, you're just a uh, super... Secret. I'm allowed you to are go super in here. Secret. I am allowed to go okay, in here. That's super a super secret, secret room. Shh. Why is there a falcon on your shoulder? Shh. <laughs> uh, Soon he was brought into a mysterious room at TRW called the Black Vault. What? Is, okay. Hey, man, you got to check out the Black Vault. We're doing super secret shit in here. Chris was told TRW built secret intelligence satellites for the CIA. Okay. The satellites beamed data to a station at Pine Gap in Australia. In exchange for using the facility in Australia, the U.S. had to share all information gained with Australian intelligence services. All, uh, all information? Everything, everything they got from these satellites, because it was going through Australia, they had to share the deal everything. was they had to give it all to Australia. Okay. Right? Because we're allies. We're buddies. We're yeah, bros. Right. Sure. Mm. Chris's job was to uh, decrypt the information and then send it to the CIA. Now, while Chris was working, Dalton was becoming a huge heroin dealer. Jesus Christ. I thought we'd, I thought we'd shaken his story a little bit. Good. I'm glad to see he's also escalating things. That's good. So he's on the outside doing this while Chris is in the black vault room. Uh, and he went to jail where he made a connection with the Mexican Mafia. So his story's trending in the right direction. We feel yeah. like... I mean, you can see both these guys are moving up in the world. Yeah, in a right? good way. Yeah. Uh, when he got out of jail, Dalton became a middleman, uh, and he bought heroin from the Mexican Mafia and then sold it for profit to American drug dealers. Cool, that's so he's cool. Fucking, that's cool. You know, so, everyone finds their, their place. Yeah, he's got his footing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. After making drug runs to Mexico, he would throw massive parties in Palos Verdes that had mounds of coke. By the end of 1974, Dalton had become addicted to his own heroin. I'm shocked that that just happened. That feels like (laughs) the gateway step in this life. How do you make it that far without not being into heroin? One day you're like, I'll give it a shot. (laughs) Holy shit, I was right. (laughs) Oh my God, I see why this shit's selling so well. This is fucking awesome. I'll do it all. I get a nap. As falcons are just eating his eyes while he's like, ah, 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 ah. Mm-hmm. In January 1975, Chris learned the CIA was using its secret satellites to spy on China and the Soviet Union, as well as France and Israel, who were allies. So he wasn't happy about that. He wasn't happy to learn that. Okay. That's on nice. top of that, the CIA was violating its contract by hiding this information from the Australians. Okay. Oh, and the CIA was using the satellites to also spy on Australia. Okay, so... <laughs> feels like Australia's kind of caught in the middle. You're like, mate, we love all the information you're giving us. It's like, yeah, you fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, they love all the info. <laughs> so the- we're spying on everybody, yeah. including the place where we're like, but you're our friend. Yeah. Right. So Chris was very upset to learn this. Quote, I watched my government deceive an ally who had fought next to us in two world wars without giving it the deliberation I deserved. I decided to do as much damage to the American intelligence community as I possibly could do. I, I, 
I do like the setup of without really thinking it all the way through. You can't put that genie back in the bottle. No, once that's out, it's yeah. out. I deleted the post. <laughs> so later that January, him and Dalton are doing uh, cocaine. Cool. And he told Dalton about the Black Vault. Well, is he, he's he's, he's, not, has, he's he, not supposed to do that. Yeah, you're not supposed to, if you have security clearance. He has clearance, super secret clearance. Yeah, right. You're not supposed to tell your drug buddy. Yeah. Uh, all the spying that's going on. Yeah, I would say, well, probably the best way to get secrets out of someone in the CIA is cocaine. Yeah. Just like, you have anything you want to say? Like, oh, so much. <laughs> all the things, but I can't. We killed Hendrix. What did I say? <laughs> Kennedy's alive. <laughs> oh. I shouldn't do any more. <laughs> Bill Clinton's actually a robot. Oh, no. Oh, it's true. Uh. Sex robot. Uh, sex robot. Sorry, I couldn't get it all out. My mouth was so dry. He's a sex robot. A week later, Chris pitched Dalton a plan. Chris would steal classified documents. This is for sure on cocaine, this plan gets 100%. Picked. This is the plan that you do a line and you stand up, you're like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Here we are. I'll steal documents from the CIA. <laughs> okay, and then you'll go to the Soviet embassy in a third country and offer them for sale. So right. I'm yep. gonna steal the documents, and then, uh, <laughs> and then you're gonna, you're gonna, because you're a, a coke dealer, so you move around a lot. So you'll go down to Mexico and you'll just fucking sell them <laughs> to the Soviet Union. Perfect plan. Uh, who are the other guys? Soviet perfect Union. plan. I fucking love this. I love you, too. I love you. We're yeah. fucking buddies. Yes. We're doing shit. Yes. This makes sense. All right. Don't let the high stop, otherwise we might come to our senses. <laughs> so, Chris had been told by a fellow employee the Soviets would pay 20000 Now, that's a weird employee at a... <laughs> by the way, man, this shit worth twenty grand to the enemy. Anyway, I'm going to go hit the macaroni bar. <laughs> Dalton was totally in. He thought it was a great idea. The plan is to take these secrets take and go the, sell them to the Soviets. Take documents, sell them to the Soviets. Get cash. Not a great plan. No, no, it's a great plan. You get money. Yeah, for a minute. <laughs> I don't know what... I'm not seeing anything wrong with this. Okay, that's interesting. But in March... Dalton sold cocaine to an undercover cop. I mean, you got to pick your partners. Yeah. So he gets out in bail. He gets out on bail in April, and his lawyer told him he could postpone the trial for a while, but eventually he was going to get a long prison sentence. So his lawyer's keeping him out of jail for a while. So he's kind of on, like, Rumspringer, essentially, right now. That's right. Right. So in early April, Dalton flew to Mexico carrying a stolen document from the Black Vault. Now, is that against his probation that he's probably on, or is that okay? <laughs> if that's like okay to would, do. It feels like it would be against It feels probation. like that's probably out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, committing treason is on the... You don't think you're allowed to when you're waiting trial. <laughs> I think that's okay. In Mexico City, Dalton snorted coke to get some courage. <laughs> you try it. It totally works. Okay, 100% that gives right you tons kind of, of courage, too. That courage yeah. 12 hours later, you're like, God, I'm glad I had that. <laughs> That's smart. 
And then he walked into the Soviet embassy and announced he had, quote, information about spy satellites. That's just probably, there's probably a way to do it. There's probably a way to walk in there and be like, I need to talk to someone. You don't just rail coke and then walk in and be like, I've got CIA secrets, baby! (laughs) Who's buying? You have uh, white on your nose. (laughs) Comrade! (laughs) Ah! So he had a meeting with KBG agent Vasily Okana. KGB agent Vasily Okana? Uh-huh. Okay. Dalton told Vasily he had a socialist friend who worked for the U.S. government, and his friend had decided to help the Soviets by giving them American defense secrets, and he expected to be paid well in return. Sure. Dalton then gave Vasily the document, and Vasily gave Chris $250 and some <laughs> vodka. That's not... Well, Okay. First of all, in Russia, that's $20,000 right there. Now, second of all, there's probably a way to do this where you are actually bartering. It doesn't, you don't give the stuff and then be like, what's your offer? You like have the stuff, you're like, what would you pay me? That doesn't work for me. You don't go, here it is, that's too little. Oh, you have it. I'll take the vodka, sure. Yeah, that works. That's fine. That's fine with me. They scheduled a second meeting for April 23rd. Now, Dalton then spent a few weeks in Puerto Vallarta and then went back to Mexico City for the second meeting with Vasily. Okay. But Dalton had no new documents and just said the deliveries would begin shortly. <laughs> Vasily's like, okay, well, great oh, to see you again. Uh, uh, thank you for coming. Fuck off. Uh, we'll see you. Yeah. You're useless now. In May, Dalton got a few Black Vault pages from Chris. Okay. And on May 18th, he gave them to Vasily. In... Is, he, is he not looking for anything out of this deal with Vasily? Dalton. Uh, no money. Yeah, but he's just like getting $200. So he's just oh. like going down there with papers like, here you go, man, what do you got? <laughs> awesome, $10, yeah! <laughs> Woo! Well, they were just giving him a taste like he does with the women. Uh, right, okay. Fair, fair point. Fair point. He's just trying to get Vasily hooked. Yeah. He literally compared, he thinks the doc, yeah. He thinks the documents are like getting someone addicted. He's just, it's the same mentality. On May 18th, he gave them to Vasily in exchange for a few thousand dollars. All right. Vasily, and uh, two bottles of vermouth. Two bottles, yeah. <laughs> and some slow gin. Yeah. Vasily then told Dalton how to set up future meetings. When he had more information... Make an X out of white surgical tape on a lamppost that the Soviets watched, and then they would meet the next day at 6 p.m. at a location that had been determined at the previous meeting. Sure, yeah, standard stuff. Yep. <laughs> Just put an X on the pole that the Soviets are studying, and then based on the last meeting, you'll know where the next meeting's going to take place once they've noticed it. That's right. Pretty straightforward. It's like a Google calendar. In July, Dalton gave Vasily 20 pages of messages from Pine Gap, and he got more money. Okay. They'd now received about $10,000. Okay. After each meeting, Dalton used his share of the money to buy drugs from the Mexican mafia, and then he would resell it to U.S. drug dealers. He would sell it, though? Yeah, he would would take the money and sell it. That's a great plan, then. Yeah, Yeah. he's making extra money. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) During a September meeting, Dalton was drunk. Good. That's uh, probably how you want to enter those. That's probably the best one he had there. They're like, this new guy is pretty good. He's harsh. He's, seems like he speaks the language pretty well. And he told Vasily everything he knew about Chris's work at TRW. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's that guy? He's like Elaine on Seinfeld? 
Yeah, you're taking the, oh, well, I shouldn't. <laughs> okay, well, then he's also doing a bunch of other shit I shouldn't really get into, but I'm having a lot of fun. Are you guys having a good time? <laughs> I wouldn't dare. I got it. Well, I'll do one, but then I'm not going to do any more of those tonight. <laughs> Remember when he put the X on the wrong post? I'm so sorry. Oh, shit. Okay, I should get a bed, because this is where I start spilling the beans. Not that oh, a little cocaine ought to open me up a touch. Let's do a little bumpsy scooties. Well, oh, I've got secrets to share. Chris, peace sitting down. What? Huh? <laughs> There's better stuff. Uh, but Dalton said his name. Uh, he didn't call him Chris. He gave him an alias. Oh, that's nice. Cristobal. What is his alias? Cristobal. Crystal Ball? Cristobal. Cristobal? What are you saying? Cristobal. Cristobal? Cristobal. Like if Crystal Ball were to be a person's name. Cristobal. Yeah. Just say yeah. Yes? Yeah. Yes, Cristobal. Cristobal. C R I S T O B A L. Crystal ball. Crystal ball. Yes, that's yes. It is very close to crystal so ball. So it's um, and a, sh a short version of that would be Chris. Yes, and I think that's very hard. Very going to be very hard for them to decipher that. Yeah, I mean that's Morse essentially. So back in Palos Verdes, Dalton started dropping hints about making deals with Russia for CIA secrets to his friends. Jesus Christ! It's what you got to fucking. No, you just shut up. You shut up. You but shut up. People dig secrets. It's like when you win the lottery. You just shut up. You don't tell anyone. You stay at your job for four months. You act like everything's normal. Meanwhile, you're buying a fucking house in the Bahamas. And then just one day, you leave. And everyone's like, what happened? No, you never know. You're a ghost. Otherwise, you tell, oh, I won the lottery. Ah, I'm going to quit my job. They're like, oh, man, my medical bills. They're like, oh, here we go. You thought this uh, way too much. Everybody's thought this. This no, is what you I've If you win the lottery, this. you don't tell a person a fucking that? thing. You don't show up for the big signing with the check, like, hey, look, I'm buying $40 million. You walk outside, someone stabs you, you're like, what the fuck? I just won $40 million fucking dollars. What, for the big check? It can be cashed. <laughs> it's got the endorsement line. I don't think you know what big checks are or what they, what they do. It sure, says a... the guy who plays in the small check pool. I only roll with novelty size. You kidding me? But all, all Dalton's friends assumed he was lying. That's, when, that's how you know you've built up good cachet with your friends. When you're, like, revealing huge government secrets, and they're like, he's so full of shit. Like when a friend mentioned a Robert Ludlum spy novel he was reading, Dalton said, quote, it's all real. That guy. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? It's all real. Whole thing's real. Happening, my friend. Uh, the friend thought Dalton had a small man complex. Sure. It's 5'2. In November, Chris gave He's Dalton. He's like the bagel boss guy. <laughs> Too soon? I'm sorry. In November, Chris gave Dalton four rolls of film he said should be worth $50,000. Chris gave that to Dalton? Yeah. Okay. So Dalton flew to Mexico City and he placed an X on the lamppost. Okay. But the next day, no one showed up There's at the meet. There's so over him. Well, he put it on the wrong lamppost. Okay, sure. <laughs> Easy yeah. to do. Yeah, for sure. Mexico City's really big. There's yeah. a lot of lampposts. Yep. A lot of cocaine. Uh, he did that probably because he was actually high on cocaine when sure. he put up the X. Sure, sure. He had been told to never go to the Soviet embassy. 
So he walked into the Soviet embassy. <laughs> Obviously, that's what you do. Next port of call. And demanded a meeting. Yep. He just put the X on himself. I have the post. <laughs> Find me. But the film only had a few negatives showing classified documents. Okay. Most of them were photographs of naked women. <laughs> so in Chris's head, he's like, three things of value and then just uh, something for the fellas. <laughs> I didn't know you had naked women in Russia. <laughs> so they're just going through it like useless, useless. Oh, this one's nice. This one's okay, but yeah. it's not helpful. <laughs> Useless, useless. Uh, very attractive, very attractive. Again, have, totally uh, useless. How you say boner? Huh? How you say boner? You just said. Uh, it's good. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So Dalton said Cristobal must have been playing a joke, and the annoyed agents gave Dalton $6,500, and he left. It's pretty good for an annoyed fee. Back in Palos Verdes, Chris told Dalton that the photos were a joke from Hustler magazine. You joker. They were going to take my thumbs. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Dalton was fucking furious, but he also said the look on the KGB agent's faces was priceless. That's... Now I definitely like him. That's how you know he's got that sense of humor you need for this business. They could have killed me, dude, but they were for sure freaked out. They were like, what's going on? And I was like, gotcha! <laughs> In December, a cop tried to pull Dalton over for a burnt-out taillight. Tried he, to. Well, he took off driving 100 miles an hour. Okay, sure. Didn't work. They finally stopped him. And his fake driver's license said he was five inches taller than he actually was. <laughs> Tough. That's a tough one. It's so hard when you're five two and you get a fake ID and you. What's well, this? Yeah. You just want to be like, just put five seven. You put man. your goal weight on there. You put your goal weight, your goal height. You know your reaches. I'm five seven with my arms above my head, officer. Does that not count? They do that at Six Flags. They normally let me on all the rides. They're not dicks like you guys. They really. <sighs> Dalton bailed himself out with his drug money. He didn't tell the cops that, though, right? No. He was, right. Yeah, this is drug uh, money. Uh, yeah, I have some that. drug money. You guys let me out? Yep, for sure. Uh, his expensive legal team was still getting his trials postponed. Dalton kept using cocaine and heroin because it's going well. Yeah, no, the combo's working well. Chris was suspecting that Dalton was underpaying him. Interesting. And he was right. Dalton uh, was... I was just going to say. Dalton was only giving him 20% of what they were getting from the Soviets. And then Chris heard that two people had died from heroin Dalton had uh, been dealing. Okay. Chris started laying in bed at night wondering, quote, is what I'm doing wrong? What? <laughs> I just had assumed we'd already crossed that moral bridge. I didn't think he was still like, maybe it's weird what I'm doing. No, 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 no. You're fine. <laughs> uh, Chris drank and would also fly his beloved falcon pips in the mountains. 
Would this dude get drunk and fly a Pips Falcon in the mountains? Yeah, Pips the Falcon. Pips the Falcon. Get fucking hammered, take Pips up to the mountain, let that bitch fly. Oh, that Falcon was like, oh, for fuck's sake, he's drunk. Hey, you want to go to the mountain again, Pips? Yeah, my arm. Here. Yeah, they are, Pips. We're going to the mountains again. I just want, I just want to hang here. Get on the arm. I want to hang on here. On my fucking arm, Pips. I'm driving. We're going to the mountain. We're both flying Fuck. today. Fuck. Uh, today's Fuck. the day I get on your back and ride oh, you like God. Falcor. No. Yeah, that's yeah, one story that ain't got an ending. Today's the day when I can put the saddle on your back and you fly me up to God's house. And then when I get up there, I give him some of these secret documents. Plus some hustler pictures. It's LOL. Just tell him. You're my you're best friend. You're my best friend. I know it. You want to give mama a kiss? You want to give mama a kiss? No. Want to give mama a kiss? No. Mm, give mama a kiss. No, okay. Give mama a kiss, mama. Oh, fuck. Kiss your mama. It smells... Uh, uh, oh. Here, let me feed you like your mama Jesus. did. I... Hey, you like grilled cheese? You like grilled cheese? No, I like small roads. What the uh, fuck is that? Come on, Pips. You complete me. How? You got to get you really big and strong for when you fly me up to heaven. You gotta get your six pack working. What the fuck? I'm gonna have one more Bloody Mary, then we're gonna hit this shit. Understand? I don't wanna hit And we're anything. going. I fucking eat dead mice and your breast smells worse. Uh, I've been eating your fucking dead mice, asshole. I thought there was french fries last night when I was hammered. Wait, can you hear me? Huh? Ah! I think I was just talking to you. Holy fuck. Ah! I don't know, Falcon. <laughs> I'm too fucked up to drive. You'll have to fly there. <laughs> so, in March, Dalton gave the Soviets their biggest haul yet. Ten rolls of film with highly classified documents. At the meeting, Dalton was introduced to his new KGB handler, Boris. Oh, well, yeah, sure. Real name, right? For sure. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I'm Boris. Yeah. I'm Boris. Okay, yeah. When Dalton arrived back in L.A., he went directly to a party and dramatically opened up his suitcase. $10,000 in $100 bills spilled out onto the floor. Dude. And Dalton said, quote, Uncle Sam paid for it! Jesus. Woo! <laughs> Just, like... Arrest me, is what he's screaming. Please come arrest me. At the next month's meeting, Dalton gave Boris and other agents a trove of documents, including one about a U.S. submarine that was spying on Soviet missile tests in the Arctic. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Chris, in Chris's head, he is doing this in some capacity because he feels like the government has... Not being honest. Right. And then on the other side of it, he's selling all this stuff for money. He's not like he's... Okay. I mean, there's a moral situation. Sure, yeah. There's a quandary. Yeah. Double standard. Uh, Hypocrisy. Uh, for all this information, Dalton demanded 50000 He said he was risking his life uh, and not getting enough. Quote, if you don't like the information and don't start paying more, we'll sell it to the Chinese. Boom. Their embassy's over there. I'm going to trick-or-treat with these tr secrets. The agents were both silent. And then one asked, quote, 
you don't carry a gun? Well, that's a really weird follow-up, dude. <laughs> to what I just said, Boris one? Why'd you look to Boris two and say that? You, you should, you should be more careful. Why? Oh, fuck. <laughs> that's a threat. So now Dalton was scared, but he felt he still had the power. So he demanded at least $10,000, and they gave it to him. By the way, wouldn't, your aunt, wouldn't you just say this? Yeah, I do. They'd be like, we didn't find it on him. I'd be like, what? They got yeah. one of those secret fucking De Niro guns, huh? There it is. Ah, right there. I got a foot sword. <laughs> that's foot not, sword. That's not a gun. Huh? That's not a gun. Foot sword. But it's crazy. What's a shoe? Foot sword. Okay. The thing's broken. It should have a sword coming out of it. <laughs> At the next meeting in June, the Soviets treated Dalton very coldly. And then in July, he was arrested for drunk driving in Palos Verdes. Out of all the things he did... <laughs> it could have fucking hurt someone, man. It's drunk driving that takes... I mean, it's kind of perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Again, he bails himself out. But he's... This is drug money. <laughs> Bye, Chad! Oh, no, wait, that was the money I took from the Soviets. Sorry. I get mixed up with the drug money. I sell them secrets. Anyway, see you guys a month. So now Dalton is almost broke because he's just spending all the money. And all his trials are coming up. So he made a plan. <laughs> what time machine? He was going to save his money for the next few months and then spend it all on one last drug buy, sell it, make a ton, move to Costa Rica. Adorable. What can go wrong? Well, as we've seen with this scenario, lots of stuff can go wrong. Not coming to fruition. At this time, Chris decided he wanted out. He toyed with the idea of taking Dalton out to the desert and killing him. Yeah, toying. <laughs> I've been playing around with this idea. I'm shooting my friend execution style in a ditch he digs. <laughs> oh, I had a weird thought the other day. I'm not even going to bore you with it. I thought I, I, I killed Dalton. I'm such a goof. But he decided that wouldn't solve his problem. So he came up with a new that's plan. That's nice. <laughs> that's why. He's like, ah, it's not the silver bullet I'm looking for. Comes up with a new plan, but it would have been. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, what is he talking about? Yeah. That's it. So he came up, comes up with a new plan to talk to the Soviets <laughs> himself and tell them he wanted out. But does he need to do this? Well, he felt like he had no other option. He felt but like he had But it feels like to... he's not that implicated. I mean, I guess he is kind of tied up in it, but not as much as Dalton. Like... No, Dalton's super in it. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like he could just roll. But instead, he's going to go there and take a meeting? Yeah. <laughs> You got to quit face to face. He's a man of honor. He's you guys weren't replying to my away. messages, so I thought I'd come do this in person. This is my two weeks. After this, I'm done. I'm moving on. <laughs> so he fl uh, Chris flies to Mexico City in October. He and Dalton decided on a whim that they wanted to meet the Russians. Never. What? On a whim? Dalton took him to meet Boris. That, by the way, is code for cocaine. On a whim. Yes. On cocaine, they 100%. decided to go meet the Russians. 100%. So Dalton took him to meet Boris on a public street. And they were then uh, taken into a limo to the What's Soviet the embassy. The street? 
If you're like, oh, we'll get in the car for sure. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely okay. Yeah. They were then taking a limo to the Soviet embassy where Chris was greeted warmly and thanked for helping the socialist cause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were given a Russian feast. <laughs> vodka! <laughs> it's vodka and mice. And a potato. Put the mouse in the potato, make a hole. Make hole, the mouse will run into it and then shut off hole. Now you There's stab literally it the cheese on there. Stop it! <laughs> now your food's prepared. Chris hated the food so much he wondered if he had been poisoned. <laughs> that is actually a really dicey thing to have happen in Russia, right? If you don't like the food, you're probably like, I've been poisoned. I can't bring that up. I think they poisoned me. God, I hope it's just a shitty meal. <laughs> you like your gourmet meal? Boris asked Chris detailed questions about the Black Vault, but a drunk Dalton kept butting in. Then Boris got super drunk. Sure. And then Boris and Dalton got into an argument and almost came to blows. Sure. And then they calmed back down, down and after a while, Boris proposed an idea. Dalton would make one final delivery in January, and Chris would quit his job at TRW, and the Soviets would pay for Chris to get a college degree. What? What kind of... It's, this is the drunkest like a, espionage plan ever. It's like a, the GI Bill, except it's... Uh, oh, we got so drunk last night, I told him I'd get him scholarship. <laughs> oh. My head, it's like someone put a spike in it. I said I'd sponsor Guy. <laughs> what kind of plan? Okay, so to finalize negotiation... You make one more trip, you quit, and then you're going to go to Harvard. Okay? And we all feel pretty good about this one. Feels pretty normal. Dalton, you get shot in drug, you'll uh, go bad. You go bad, okay? All right. Well, the idea was to have Chris get a college degree and then join the CIA after he graduated and become a Soviet mole. Well, there it is. There it is. You want out, we, we say you go deeper, yeah? Okay, sure. Chris thought, well, he might as well take the opportunity to get a free education. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's for sure how to look at this. Can I major in anything? No. No. You major specifically in what we tell you to. He figured he could cut ties with the Soviets after he graduated. Sure, absolutely. Just have a sit down, sit, put an X on your chest, have a sit down with the Soviets. Just tell him, look, I'd love to. I mean, college was so great, though. I really made a bunch of friends. I think I want to be a vet. <laughs> oh, okay, by all means, congratulations. Just good to help someone out. So Chris said yes to the plan. And when he got home, he started applying to colleges. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> now, Dalton... Reason need- for going. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's loaded. Now, Dalton needed money. Using some strips, uh, uh, film strips he, he had gotten from Chris months earlier. I guess he had kept them. Cool guy. He went back to Mexico City. But Dalton was not supposed to come again until his final delivery in January. Yeah. He put an X on the lamppost. Jesus Christ. The next day at 6 p.m., Boris did not show up. So Dalton walked right into the embassy. This dude needs to stop treating the embassy like cheers. He is just rolling in like a regular. Hey, this is big! <laughs> Dalton! 
<laughs> Which way's Boris? Mind if I sign in again? <laughs> I know I didn't need to put the time out. Hey. Favorite Americans here. What's up? Yeah. You guys want some blow? <laughs> it's up my butt. Boris was fucking furious. Dalton just pulled out the film right there and said, give me $10,000. What? This is now getting a little bananas, right? I mean, it's a little cartoonish. <laughs> Boris then had two embassy employees drag Dalton to the limousine, That's a take him on a limo ride. Getting dragged to the limo is fun. After 50 minutes, the limo slowed and Dalton was pushed out the door as it moved. That's when you know you're on top. He was shaken, but he was not injured. Meanwhile, Chris was accepted to UC Riverside. Well, we're having... <laughs> really, really experiencing both sides of the coin, huh? <laughs> they just threw me out of a limo. Oh, I'm going to Arizona State. I, uh, I can't wait. <laughs> he now, so Chris now needed Dalton to make the final delivery, and Dalton said... After what had happened, the delivery was a bad idea. He left out the part where he went to Mexico and got pushed out of a moving limo. Oh, he was just like, I kind of have had an awakening of sorts. I don't think they're cool anymore. They're the kind of guys that would drag you to a limo and shove you out of it 15 feet later. <laughs> he said to Chris, quote, it's getting spooky. Because of him. <laughs> Chris said the photos were worth at least 75000 and that's when Dalton was like, all right, we can do it. That's how, yeah. Okay, let's do it. I'll this. go back. Altogether, they now had gotten $77,000 from the Soviets. Then on January 4th, Dalton That's... got his trial date. It was going to be on January 20th. So we are it's... gleaming the cube. Yeah, right. So now, now we got we got a ticking clock. Yeah. Yep. His final meeting with the Soviets was set for January 5th. This is perfect. And the guy he was going to buy... The drugs from and the mafia, Mexican mafia, that, that date was on January 7th. Okay, so we've got a problem. He's got two days to get the money. He's, oh, so it's fine. Yeah, he's okay, fine. January okay. 5th and January 7th. Okay. So Dalton boarded a plane to Mexico with the negatives. He did not intend to return to Mexico. So his plan was to take the money and just fucking bail. Okay. But Boris did not show up at 6 p.m. again. With the drug buy lined up two days later, Dalton had to make this happen. So he's drunk, uh, he's drunk, and he's high on cocaine. Don't you do it. <laughs> Sir, you just stay where you are. And do he walks up to the Soviet he embassy. He should not be getting that, no. He should not be headed in that direction. No. That's where he, just leave a note. Put a post-it on the door. That's. Now the gate was closed. You're good, stay there. So he tore the cover off his Spanish-English dictionary, what? wrote KGB on it, <laughs> crumpled it up, and threw it through the gate. Surely there's better things to write. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, he's like, like you're asking for a friend to come play? KGB come out? And... Preferably not Boris. He's been a real dick. <laughs> An embassy employee picked it up, but a Mexican cop was watching this, and he rushed over to question Dalton. 
Dalton He's got to flip through his dictionary like, hold on a second. Uh, lo siento. Uh, uno momento. Uh, Sangria. Uh, yeah. Tortuga. Sorry. No, that's... I don't know why I'm saying turtle. Uh, Dora. Uh, he was very indignant, and he said he was an American tourist, and he just threw away some trash. That's how we like to talk to him when we go abroad, too. That's how... Uh, I'm an American. It's trash. Leave me alone. <laughs> the French really are assholes. And the cop was about to let him go. The cop was like, this guy's just a drunken so idiot. So this cop is horrible. <laughs> well, then he noticed Dalton had dropped a joint and was trying to hide it under his foot. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm just going to put... Let's add something to where you've been. What if you're giving a message to the Soviets? Yes. What if at that point you don't smoke a joint? Well, if I may push back. Go ahead. He's drunk. So, <laughs> counterpoint, a joint feels really good right now. So... <laughs> At the police station, Dalton said the film strips in his pockets were for a commercial he was shooting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now, in the craziest coincidence of all, he had a postcard in his pocket. And the postcard was a picture of an intersection. And at that intersection, a week earlier, a Mexican cop had been killed by Mexican communists. So the cops were now convinced that he was involved in the murder of another cop. Man, I swear to God, I thought that was going to go one of two ways. I thought they were going to be like, that's so nice that you recognize that. Instead, like, you did this. Come over here. He's like, no, I'm just selling secrets. I'm just selling secrets. But I love that he didn't write KGB on the postcard. Like, what the... <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 So much more normal. And not normal still. The next day, Chris called Dalton's hotel and found out he had been arrested. Chris decided it was time to face the consequences. On January 10th, knowing he would be arrested soon, he started school at UC Riverside. Wait, sorry. So his plan is to keep going to school? Get the syllabus and uh, go from there? Yeah, he's going to see what, you know, he wants yeah. to experience college life for a couple days. Yeah, yeah. Well, I only have a week of freedom. I think I'm going to go to school. I really do. I think I'll stay here. Meanwhile, the cops in Mexico were interrogating suspected cop murderer Dalton. And the brutality was increasing. He was beaten. He was forced to drink untreated water, which made him get diarrhea. And then they pushed his head into the diarrhea-filled toilet. Well, that's, that's going like, to get the bacteria out of him. I mean, that's just like, that's what it was like growing up in my house. Yeah, right. On January 14th, Dalton was turned over to the FBI. He was like, thank God. Yeah. Please. He then told a mostly true version of the previous few years, but he downplayed how much money he made and how often he'd met the Soviets. And he said Chris told them they were working as subcontractors for the CIA and were purposely feeding the KGB false intelligence. Yeah, that's how it works normally. That's you find someone who's in the CIA adjacent and they bring a friend. Yeah, normally a drug dealer friend. Yes, a drug dealer friend, and that's how you guys do it. Quote, I got into this to screw the Russians. Dude, I'm with you guys. I'm one of you. Give me the badge. <laughs> We're on the same side, guys. On January 16th, Chris's car was swarmed by FBI agents outside his Riverside house. He was handcuffed by an agent who screamed, quote, 
Do you know what you're charged with? Espionage. Where are the documents, you fucking traitor? Pips, Muhammad, attack! <laughs> So you, you know the story. You know the story. I've read a lot. The of FBI it. agents were attacked by thousands of falcons. Yeah, they're friends from the hills. Eagles are even coming. All birds united for the cause. Crows, ravens, vultures, eagles. Hawks, falcons, ravens, pigeons. Doves, dodos, and chickens. Chickens. <laughs> Chicken will peck the shit out of you. Four and cops murdered by all the birds in the state. <laughs> Shocking twist tonight at 11. At the FBI's LA headquarters, Chris told agents, quote, politically I'm very disenchanted with this government. It's done many things wrong. And then he told them the entire story. And when he was finished, he said, quote, the whole thing's been a nightmare. Hey, actually, wait, I want my lawyer. Fuck, I did that in the wrong order. His trial began on April 12, 1977 in Los Angeles. The federal prosecutor said Chris was responsible for the biggest breach of security in America since World War II. Pretty cool. The trial also included the CIA's first public admission that it was using secret spy satellites. Right, which, when you really think about it, Dave, yeah, I know. might be the story. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the thing that people should be like, whoa, instead they're like, you broke the law. Now let them take the secrets from the world, you dick. The reveal of a CIA presence at Pine Gap caused, caused a media firestorm in Australia. The CIA's deception led to a diplomatic crisis between the U.S. and Australia. Now, under oath, Chris lied and said it all started when he gave a letter to Dalton about America deceiving Australia, hoping to be a whistleblower. Chris claimed Dalton promised to give the letter to a friend in the media, but instead he sold it to the Soviets, and then he blackmailed Chris to do everything else. That's a pretty good lie. It's not bad. Right? That's it's pretty really good. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. The jury found Chris guilty of espionage. Not a great lie. Not a great lie. <laughs> pretty good. Not great. Not convincing. <laughs> Uh, espionage and conspiracy to commit espionage. Uh, in May, Dalton was found guilty of the same charges. While in jail awaiting sentencing, sentencing, Chris considered suicide and made a noose out of his pants before he backed out. He should have tried. It's real easy to do in there. I don't, I don't no, think it would be it. at all. Like, how far can you go? Anybody with... can do it. Okay. Yeah. The guards take three-hour breaks. It's easy. Anyone can do it. You just gotta have a cool celly and sleepy guards, and then you're. It's totally fine that the the uh, just a couple of our last four presidents hanging out with. Uh, Dave, would you stop being a psychopath? Man. Okay. Jesus it's totally Christ! Fine, right? That's it's like fine. hanging out with Twitter. <laughs> you out of your mind? He was just a one-man machine. Just two out of four presidents is hanging out with Ray. Oh, so he had a picture, por a por painted portrait of Bill Clinton in the Monica Lewinsky dress in his foyer. You think that's weird? <laughs> Everyone's like, what? What? He did. It's fine. Epstein had a painting of Bill Clinton sitting on an ottoman, leaning sideways. He looks in hot Monica for the Lewinsky, In the Monica Lewinsky dress. It lo it, he looks good in it, though, so totally, it's not weird. Totally normal shit going it's on. It's attractive. 
totally normal it's shit. It's attractive. And a photograph of Trump's butthole. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Eric. I feel the Orange County separation line getting drawn <laughs> just slowly. A, a cracked fissure. What did he say? You don't say anything about Trump's butthole! <laughs> this is Orange County, motherfucker! <laughs> anyway, jail. Uh, so he backs out. He, he decides not to kill himself. Dalton was sentenced to life in prison. Chris got 40 years. He got a lighter sentence because Dalton had all the prior... Yeah, because he was next to Dalton. They were like, well, he's for sure for life, and you're like half as shit as him, so you'll go 40. Can I finish my blow? Why, uh, yeah, I, yes, I guess. I mean, this guy's out of his mind, yes. Oh, I love court. You guys want to talk about some stuff? Okay, the... Stenographer's hand fell off. Can we send him out of here? Uh, so with good behavior, they both would be eligible for parole around 1995. Uh, Dalton was sent to prison in Lompoc and Chris to a prison in San Diego. I'd take San Diego over Lompoc anyway. Without question. Yeah. In 1979, Robert Lindsay published a book about Chris and Dalton titled The Falcon and the Snowman. Dynamite. Dynamite title. Have you seen the movie? What? Have you seen the movie? Are you fucking with me or are you being serious? Serious. No. Oh, we're watching the movie. We'll record uh, audio. The Falcon and the Snowman? Oh, it's fucking great. By the way, that is totally a movie my mother would rent for me when I was like eight, and I'd be like, I don't think I should be watching this. But it says snowman. I thought it was Come mythical. On. Gareth, just get out your sniffies. Look, he's sniffing. And... Look, look at what he's doing with all that snow. I'm seven. That's cocaine. I don't know what to tell you. I am... Um... Uh, the Falcon and the Snowman. That year, it's Chris... It's like Beauty and the Beast. The Falcon and the Snowman. It's, it's, it's actually very different. Uh... Name one difference. <laughs> <laughs> that same year, Chris was transferred to Lompoc. Oh, the reunion. He and Dalton initially butted heads and went at it, but eventually they calmed down, and then they started spending hours together playing chess and drinking contraband alcohol. Mm. In letters to a friend, Chris wrote, quote, these were not the prisons of a civilized society and said his hatred for America was affirmed. <laughs> well, now I'm really fucking mad because this prison is bullshit. Yeah, but it's like... Like, the first part, like, the, his initial anger, you're like, yeah, I get that. Like, I could understand being like, that's fucked up. Everything since then has been illegal and wrong. He's done every part of it wrong. So now he's in jail for, like, breaking the law in weird ways. He's like, man, I told you this country sucked. You can't even commit espionage anymore. Publicly. One day in the yard, Chris noticed a tiny gap at the foot of the guard tower. Shut up. These two are, this is, they're like a sitcom. They're bosom buddies, that's what they are. The only thing between the yard and total freedom was a 10-foot tall chain link fence. Oh, is that all? Chris came up with an escape plan. Run over the fence. 
He asked Dalton to join him, and Dalton said, quote, You got me in enough trouble already. I don't need you or anyone else to save me. You'll get yourself killed. Dalton has really become the Chris of the Dalton and Chris. He's sober. Yeah, he's sober. Yeah, he's sober. Yeah. Chris responded, quote, I'm already dead. And then he looked out the prison window dramatically. Me? I'm already dead. Oh my God, Pips! Fuck! Pippies! Fuck you! Pips! Pips! Go Pips. fuck yourself! Pips, it's your dad. It's Chris. Don't tell me to roof fuck myself. <laughs> well, he left. Did you hear him say go fuck yourself? Yeah, dude. That bird fucking hates you, man. I didn't want to say this a long time ago, but that dude, he thinks you're a fucking dick. His dad died in Nam, man. He's like, he thinks what you're doing is fucking bullshit. I guess I shouldn't have renamed him Pips either. Yeah, that was fucked was, up. Muhammad? Yeah. Dude was, dude was full on Muslim. And then you're like, hey, your name's Pips. Pips was cute. Not cute. very Muslim, though, cute is it? Cute little name. Um, Pips. Hey, yeah, maybe you're right. So, uh, they had, they had uh, screened Escape from Alcatraz in the prison a few months earlier. What, who, who, who is, who, are you serious? That, that cannot be true. That cannot be true. It's true. How is that true? It's true. That's like showing Flight 93 on American Airlines. You're like, what the fuck is going on? What are we watching? Who... Who, yep. who is the warden who's it's, like, you know what we need is to challenge the guys. We really got to put something ahead of them for them to run after. Escape from Alcatraz always lights a fire under prisoners' asses. That's when all the spoons go missing. <laughs> On January 21st, 1980, Chris placed a dummy in his bed. Then <laughs> you mean Dalton? <laughs> That's what they did in, in Escape yeah, Mongotrice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, they, yeah. And, then they, and then he hid in a shallow hole that he dug in the yard. I, that, that one's hard for me. His yard so hole? Everyone's, everyone's in the yard hanging out, doing prison yard stuff, and there's a guy over there digging a hole. No, Dave, Dave. And then, and then they go, okay, yard time's over, and like, I just lays down in the Dave, hole. Dave, Dave. I, I don't see anything. Dave. I don't see anything. I'm looking at falcons. He's like, make, if you just say you're making dirt castles, it's totally different. <laughs> And you got to get the dirt from the somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, after dark, so he waits till it gets dark, and then he sneaks over the chain link fence, climbs over without being spotted, and off he goes. Wow. That was really easy. <laughs> I, f- I went to college, and I remember people... I the Russians sent you, didn't they? Oh, I went to college... <laughs> It was close enough to Lompoc that they talked about... There were guys escaping from there all the fucking time, as I recall. But anyway. <laughs> he, he survived on berries and insects for a few days until he reached a town. Well, with a good smell, too. <laughs> then he spent weeks in the hills stealing food at night from houses. Eventually, he hitchhiked to a remote spot on the Canadian border, and then he walked across. Wow. And then he immediately crossed back, quote, as if reeled in by some imperceptible tether. He couldn't bring himself to leave America. 
What is who is this guy? The country. What are you talking about? The country that what gave him so much. About? That he this loved. dude. America that he loves. No, he look. Uh, you can't just go to the border and run suicides. You've got to like. <laughs> if you are, if you're. Like, I, if one country, all right, to me, I, take patriotism out of it. Okay. If you're saying one country is going to put me in jail and the other's not, I have a new favorite country. <laughs> that, the one that won't put me in jail doesn't know about me. That's my new one. Yeah. Instead, he's just like, also, I'll go back to eating bugs and berries in the hills, stealing bread loaves from windowsills. He settled into uh, Bonner's Ferry, Idaho, which is what we talked about earlier, up uh -huh. near the border where yeah, all yeah. the, uh, uh, what we like to the, call uh, neo-Nazis are. That's what it is. Uh, and 20 miles south, it's just 20 miles south of the border. He used the name Jim Namecheck. So clearly someone was like, what's your full name? And he was like, Jim Name. It's Polish. Uh, he got a job at a farm. He rented a cabin. He bought a mule. Mohammed. <laughs> Fly! Uh. Fly! And uh, he became friends with some local ex-cons and outlaws. Perfect. Just looking for a new crew. He started helping them run a marijuana growing operation. Good, good, good. The whole time he's very open about his actual identity and would even tell random loggers at bars about his adventures. He's got a case of the Daltons, in other words. <laughs> On more than one occasion, while trying to convince a skeptic he met, he pulled out a copy of The Falcon and the Snowman. It's fucking so, me, man! So douchey. Yeah, super so douchey. douchey. But Northern Idaho is a big area for outcasts with strong anti-government settlements. <laughs> Nazi. Uh, the few people who believed Chris's stories never went to the cops. On January 5th, 1980, Chris robbed a bank in Spokane, Washington. Hey. It's, uh, have you guys met the guy who's way too into it? He's right there. He's, uh... Six days later, he robbed another bank. This time... This dude is just playing on house money. I mean, you've got to, like... Got to make some money. Yeah. Was he going to work on the farm? Yes. Oh. Uh, so this time, he was photographed by a security camera, but FBI agents did not recognize the bearded man with the low baseball cap. He started uh, running with companions, uh, some accomplices, and they robbed several more banks in Washington, Idaho, and Man Montana that summer. It's September. He told the Hills Brothers three men who uh, robbed some banks with him, that they should enroll in the army. <laughs> okay. Then, with Chris's help, they could steal military secrets and reestablish... So he's just trying to live his life twice? <laughs> and then the, he could they could contact the Soviets and they'd pay for them. Don't worry, I know a Boris or two. <laughs> I know which pole to X. <laughs> but the Hills brothers were like, I don't know. We like our it's little a, racket. <laughs> it's a terrible fucking idea. Oh, just a pitch. Thousands of tips and alleged sightings of Chris poured into law enforcement, but none were ever accurate. Investigators became convinced that Chris 
had left the country. They spent For a minute. <laughs> they spent millions of dollars chasing rumors in South Africa, Costa Rica, Australia, and in other countries. Fall came, and there was still not a single reliable sighting. Investigators were starting to think Chris was dead in the forest around Lompoc Prison. Chris and the hills kept robbing banks. <laughs> I said it. On October 23rd, nine months after he escaped, Chris got drunk at a bar in Montana. Here we go. And called the Falcon and the Snowman author Robert Lindsay. <laughs> who was way over what was happening. Uh, hello. Uh, uh, hey, man, what's... Who is this? I'm hey, sorry. Hey, buddy, this is... Yes? The Falcon. Sorry, hey. who is this? Who is the this? The Falcon, man. Uh, the Falcon, man. Chris. Chris. Chris Boyce, buddy. The what's Falcon? up? Oh, uh, hello. The snowman is not here. You know what I mean? He's not here. Oh, well, everyone thought you were dead. Uh, yeah. What, what can I do for you? Fucking. Just saying, hey, bro. Huh? I like your book. All right. Well, I should go. <laughs> this has been great. Uh, fire away, man. Ask me questions. Yeah, no. That, no. Fire away. All right. Firing away. <laughs> Hello. Mm-hmm. All right. uh, I'm trying to make another call. Can you <laughs> get off? If I said this was the snowman? I, uh, no, I, I know who it is. I'm trying to hang up, so I just try to hit the thing where I do the clicky. So I'm going to click it off. Yep. <laughs> Hello, Falcon. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I'm trying to make an outgoing call. Yep. Yeah, so just I... if you hang up, because I won't hang up on you. That's the problem here. Okay. So hang it up. Hang it up. All right. All right. Right, there's no dial tone, which indicates... <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I fucking very thought good. I got very you, good. man. Very, I thought very I got funny. you. Very good. Classic anyway, Falcon. Classic Falcon. How, how are you, yeah, buddy? I'm looking to end the call. That's how I am. I gotta go. Bye-bye, buddy. KGB. Okay, goodbye. I'm, I'm gonna unplug the What's phone. Up? I'm unplugging the phone. I'm unplugging the phone. What's up? You know the Hill Brothers? <sighs> They're taking up the operation, man. Listen, um, so you're gonna have to rename... The, the next one will be the the hills and really good. Um, I uh, am going so, for sure. I'm not even gonna make that other call. I'm so fucked up. Idaho is so weird. You shouldn't be saying these things. Bye bye. <laughs> they talked for a while, and Chris would not say where he was, but he had. So quote... our rendition is not really accurate. No, <laughs> shocking. That's weird. He said he had, quote, never been happier. He denied rumors that the CIA or KGB had helped him escape. The call proved he was still alive, but law enforcement had no clue where he was. In December, Chris and the Hills brothers moved to Olympic Peninsula in Washington, and Chris started going by Sean Hennessy. Nice upgrade. Right? Yes. Right? <laughs> then on December 23rd, Chris called his cousin to wish her a Merry Christmas and ask her to tell his parents that he loved them. The call could not be traced. By spring 1981, Chris had a plan. <laughs> I can't. This dude is not stopping. He was going to fly a helicopter. <laughs> nope. <laughs> into the yard at Lompoc Prison and break Dalton out. 
he told the, the friend, guards might see it. He told. <laughs> what the hell's that? What the hell? He told the friend, "Quote: Dalton's not any more innocent than I am, but that doesn't change the fact he's in prison because of something I started." After breaking out, the plan was that they would take a boat to Alaska and then Russia. Yep. Uh huh. You can see it from there. So, Chris kept robbing banks every few weeks to pay for the helicopter. How many banks are in this neighborhood? They're like, oh, shit, it's him again. Well, he was trying to pay for the helicopter lessons. I gotta be honest, I'm shocked he's taking lessons. That is shocking. In July, Kate Mills became Dalton's new lawyer. She later said Dalton was, quote, clinging to Chris as the embodiment of his earthly woes and that he referred to Chris only as, quote, my co-defendant. Later that month, Chris drove to Lompoc to scout his breakout plan. Okay. So I'm going to yeah, what do you need? Yeah. fly it in. <laughs> and so... I'll land it right next to that hole I dug. Which shouldn't still be there. Yeah. It's a three-part plan. I will get the helicopter and then get it on the ground and then we'll go. Scouting. He spotted Dalton through the fence and recognized him because of his two-handed tennis swing. Can you imagine? What? That's how? That's my boy! Sweet backhand, bro! I'd recognize that two-handed backhand anywhere. What? You look very different, but your backhand's the same. Can you imagine going back to the jail you broke out of and peeking through the fence? I mean... Like, what... what I mean, what? I feel like they're not good at Lompoc. About no, it. they're not, but still, you, that's, you do not do that. No. You know? Andy Dufresne didn't go back to Shawshank like, oh... What's up? That's where they beat the fuck out of me. Oh, shit, they saw me! A few days later, a Lompoc record reporter named Guy Blake called Kate, saying he had information that could help Dalton. The two met in a parking lot in Santa Barbara. Blake was acting strange and was clearly wearing a fake mustache. So he's pulling the deep throat. I am deep throat. So Kate told Blake to, quote, cut the bullshit. What do you mean? It's just a regular mustache that doesn't fit my face properly. Blake said, quote, I'll ask you to pass something to him, but this then... This mustache. <laughs> Give it to him. Tell him to wear this and walk out the door. He'll know what to do. It's a cop mustache! <laughs> <laughs> but right as he was saying that, headlights of a police cruiser, fl- cruiser flashed in the window. By the time the cop got out of the car to tell him the parking lot was closed, Blake, Guy Blake had vanished into the night. Uh-huh. His mustache like the feather. Where'd he go? The next day, Kate called the Lompoc record and found out they did not have a reporter named Guy Blake. I knew it! Yeah. (laughs) On July 31st, one of Hill's brothers met with a U.S. Marshal. He wanted the $250,000 reward for Chris. And he said Chris was living on the Olympic Peninsula. Agents went to a store in Port Angeles, Washington, where the Hill brothers said Chris bought paint. Sure. No questions. They found two receipts with Chris's handwriting, and after 18 months, this was the first evidence tying Chris to a location. In August, Chris came back to Washington to resume helicopter lessons. Yep. 
On August 21st, 1981, exactly 19 months after his escape, Chris was eating a burger in his car outside a diner when he was spotted by U.S. Marshals. That's a crazy move right off the bat. Dine in or get it to go, but car eating in front of the joint? What are you, out of your mind? I just like to eat it and watch the people inside and pretend they're my friends. Flo called the cops. There's a fucking madman out there eating a goddamn hamburger in his car. Look at him, he's waving at it. That guy's a fucking psychopath. I mean, eat in or go. What I'm gonna the eat the fuck? mustard packet whole. Holy shit. When U.S. Marshals pulled up, they ordered him to, quote, drop the hamburger. <laughs> when the marshal who handcuffed Chris called him by his real name, Chris Are they said, holding hamburgers? You drop the hamburger. <laughs> it's an American standoff. Uh, so they handcuffed him and they called him by his real name. And Chris said, quote, it's been a long time since anyone called me that. Chris was sent to federal, a federal penitentiary in Kansas and put in solitary confinement. Yeah, solitary confinement's fucked. Yeah. For anybody, it yeah. shouldn't be. Uh, three years were added to his sentence, and 25 were added for the t- 17 bank robberies he had committed. Yeah. <laughs> he would be eligible for parole after 20 years. In exchange for their cooperation, the Hill brothers were not prosecuted for the bank robberies and were only given 15000 of the reward. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Uh, in January 1985, The Falcon and the Snowman was released in theaters. Chris was played by Timothy Hutton. Dalton was played by Sean Penn. Holy shit. I can't believe you've never seen it. No, what it's are fucking you amazing. What year was it released? 1985. Yeah, no, that was not happening. Three months later, Chris testified before the U.S. Senate during hearings about the government security clearance system. He gave eight recommendations for preventing a spying situation like his own, and he ended his testimony, quote, I only wish senators that before more Americans take that irreversible step that they could know what I know now, that they are bringing down upon themselves heartache more heavy than a mountain. Don't bow. Oh, sorry. It was just really good. The it mountain, was not. Don't bow in my court. Don't curtsy halfly like that either. Whatever you're doing. That gesture, no. Felt like a quality ending, senators. Okay. Um, <laughs> Falcon! No, I'm just kidding. He left me. So that is the move not... if he'd pulled... If what, the move? Chris, by like t- going to the Senate and recommending like things to do. Like That's the move if he'd pulled when this all started. That would have been better. Maybe has an impact. Yeah, not, yeah. now it's... Different. Now they're like, yeah, you're out of your mind, though. You robbed 17 banks, so we are not listening to you. <laughs> In 1988, he was moved out of solitary. So that means he was in solitary Fuck. for seven years. Which the uh, UN defines as torture. Uh, so he went to a prison in Minnesota. He got and a degree. Boy, did he have stuff to talk about. <laughs> and then this other time, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he got a degree in history while in prison. On July 22nd, 1997, with the help of Kate Mills, Dalton was released from Lompoc on parole. He had been in prison for 20 years, he was 45 years old. He briefly became Sean Penn's personal assistant. (laughs) 
Oh my God, that's a fucking movie. That is another movie. That's... Sean Penn and the Snowman. <laughs> that's a movie. Actually, you hear that, you're like, man, Sean Penn's cool. He's out of his mind. He is out of his mind. He is out of his mind, briefly. So was that meeting today? Uh, I don't know. All right, this is not, you're not ready to be on the scene. Uh, no. Kate then focused on freeing Chris. And Kate and Chris became close. Uh-oh. And a romantic relationship developed. Yeah. She also remained friends with Dalton, but Dalton was very jealous of their relationship. Classic snowman. In 2000, Dalton convinced Kate to open a restaurant with him in San Francisco. What the fuck is going on? What are you talking about? You like chicken, I like chicken, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm a lawyer, you're an ex-con, let's do this. <laughs> when she realized a funder was a drug dealer, she backed out. That's the only guys I know with money, man. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the Soviets. And that whole fucking thing went to shit. <laughs> Dalton then wrote her a letter. Quote, a scathing... KGB and threw it over a fence. <laughs> Quote, a scathing note on what a complete bitch I was. She never saw Dalton again. There is no publicly available information about Dalton's whereabouts after 2000. He's here tonight. Get up, brother! He's in the back. On September 16, 2002, Chris was released on parole from a prison in Oregon. He was nice. 49 years old. Later that day, he proposed to Kate, saying, quote, I've loved you ever since I saw you in that beach parking lot. <laughs> that was so the sweet. first time he admitted that he had been Guy Blake, the reporter. Oh, shit. <laughs> Guy Blake. Uh, what was his name before? Jim Namecheck? This dude is not ready for the alias game. <laughs> I spent one minute in Canada. I was Mountie Mike. And then I uh, came back. In October, they married and they settled in Oregon. Chris got a job as a manager at an airport. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, why not, man? You should run... You know what you should do is run an airport. Do we have access to helicopters at the airport? <laughs> In a 2013 interview, he said that while he regretted spying, he felt worse about the bank robberies. <laughs> Dalton and Chris had not spoken since January 20th, 1980, the day before Chris escaped from prison. On May 15, 2019, an anonymous Wikipedia user made seven edits to Chris Boyce's article. These are the only edits this user ever made on Wikipedia. The first two edits added the information that Chris was now estranged from Kate. <laughs> Jesus. And hates restaurants. The editor then added the following sentence, quote, Boyce is also on good terms with his father and eight siblings and his mother until her death in 2017. The editor then removed all mentions of Chris's current whereabouts. The article had stated he was living in Oregon. Finally, the letter changed a single letter so that the sentence, quote, he had resumed his participation in falconry, has. now read, he has resumed. <laughs> His participation in Falcon. 
You took us on there, Mohammed. Wow. Yeah, I mean, there's so much. That one is pretty interesting weird. Shit, yeah. That is insane. It's such a California crime. Like he's yeah, he's not a whistleblower. He's a guy who had a whistle in his mouth and never blew. I mean, he's a whistle holder. There's a difference. I'm just glad he's back with Falcons. That's awesome. That making those edits estranged has. Oh, boy. So he's out there. He'll probably listen to this. Uh, oh, I hope he does. When we did that episode on that guy who got his arms ripped off yeah, by he like, a harvester, and then he like iced yeah. them, and then he like had a great sense of humor, and he like got his arms reattached, and we did the story <laughs> on that, and then that dude emailed us and was yeah. like, man, I was pissing my pants! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, imagine. Um, <laughs> fucked up world. Well, thank you guys so much for coming out. We really appreciate it. You can do anything. Thank you. Thank you guys. Appreciate it, Irvine. God bless. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there.